Well, that's a well-known fact. Unfortunately, it's a well-known fact of almost 20 years. Since we, we dramatically, radically changed the way licenses were applied and granted back in 19, sorry, back in 2004, this backlog, unfortunately, it's just been increasing, increasing, increasing. And you think that's 18 years ago, and when you hear numbers like 11,000 licenses outstanding, you know, that's enormous. And we know a lot of them are just small and they're prospecting licenses, but a lot of them are large and mining licenses. And you can't do anything when your license is outstanding. You can't work. You definitely can't transact. If a small person has a license and they want to get it, they want to bring in a larger partner they have to get the license transferred. And all this is a gigantic log jam. And we have never seen commodity prices like we've seen in the last 15 years. It's mm -hmm. unprecedented. We've definitely never even come close to the commodity prices that we've seen in the last three years. And it is a, an enormous financial and industrial log jam. Um, mm -hmm. People can't work. They can't hire. They can't create mines. It's frozen. And it, it is a national tragedy. So, so this issue of railways and ports, how does that issue of our dysfunctional railways affect the mining industry? Oh, man, it's, it's terrifying. It's, it's like taking a, a person out of a concentration camp, and then you put this enormous load on top of them in a backpack, <laughs> and then you, you tie this huge load behind them, and they're trying to drag it out of the country to the port to get the coal sold, the iron ore sold, the manganese sold. It, it, it is terrifying how all these problems are now coming to the fore all at once. And we've known about it. We, we've known our railroads were being mismanaged, were being vandalized, were being stolen, were being closed down. We've, we've known about this for 20 years, but we seem unable to do anything about it. And it's been revolving chairs to people who, who run our railroads. And unfortunately, most, if not many, many to most are incompetent or out of their depth or are unable to function in an environment that has people who are incompetent or out of their depth or corrupt. And if we're moving the same coal that we were moving back in the mid-90s, this is 25 years later. This country has grown hugely in population 25 years later. It's, I think we moved something like 20 million tons less last year then we, we had, say, an average of maybe 10 years before then. You know, we've got capacity at the ports for up to 92 million tons, and I don't even think we moved 55 million tons. It's oh, my goodness. The only numbers can show you the magnitude of how far behind we are, and all that is lost money at the highest mm -hmm. prices we've ever seen. In the first half of our democratic process since 1994, South Africa was an attractive uh, investment destination. Now, are we still attractive to investors, given everything going on, including ESCOM's incapacity to generate power? No, we're not. And, and there's various surveys to try and show how far down we've, we've fallen. You know, there's one called the Fraser Institute, and I think out of 85 countries surveyed, we're now down to number 75. 
And I think a few years ago, we were at 45. And maybe a few years before that, we were at 35, 25. So these are trends that have been in place for two decades. It's not like just a random survey that we just got into this year or a few years ago. And there's, there's other surveys and there's other numbers. One of the most important numbers is how many billions of dollars came into the country for new investment. And when you look at the big countries like China or America or Korea, you know, the hundreds of billions of dollars that go into a lot of countries, the tens and tens of billions of dollars that go into most countries for new investment. And in our mining, yes, this was NASA mission control. We were number one in mining back in the late 70s, early 80s. And the numbers don't lie. Yeah, we're not getting foreign investment. We put so many impediments in front, and that was just legislative and policy impediments. Now we have an infrastructure that's collapsing. We have crime that's unmanageable. We have vandalism. We have murder, uh, mayhem. It's and we still got more minerals than maybe Russia and America put together available. But, yeah, we're not an attractive mining destination because people can't get a return on their investment. They're lucky if they even get their investment back. It's just too risky, and there's too much competition out there now of other countries dying to get mineral investment, mm-hmm. including Zambia and DRC. Yes. Now, the president, Silver Mabosa, say that uh, 65 billion rand of investment for electricity generation capacity will be poured into this project. Is this enough to convince investors in the mining industry that the country is doing enough to address the problem? No, it's not enough. And if 100 billion was coming in, that's not enough. Because money is not going to convince people to come here. They've seen the money spent on two gigantic coal-fired power plants. And that money was not spent appropriately. And what's tragic, we probably didn't need to spend that money. Because at one time, government instituted a new energy policy back in the early millennium, 202, 203, 2004, 5, and 6. We had foreigners that were starting to put in billions. They were going to do the manufacturing. They were going to do the hooking up, the establishing of alternative energy. They were going to run gas gas lines. They were going to put up windmills. They were going to put up solar plants, and they started that. And we had the bidding phases, and they started bidding at quite high prices. So at one time, government started the right policy, and then they reversed it. Then they stopped allowing these people to do it. They closed the windows. They wouldn't hook them up when they had built a plant. They said, oh, SM's not ready to hook you up. So we reversed some of the good policies we had, and we've created bad policies in their place. So money coming in here is not going to make investors' money coming in unless they think the policies are correct to allow a rate of return.